Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. You ready? Are you ready for the word? I'm, I'm preaching a message this morning called Reacting versus Responding. And it's something that the Lord spoke to me early this year um, as, one, as 21 launched, 2021 launched. Um, and so I'm really excited about this. But I, but I heard about a boy, and it says in the, in the foyer of this church, there's a boy looking at a plaque on the wall with a lot of names of men and women who died in various wars. And he asked the pastor, who are these people in these plaques, names on these plaques? And the pastor said, those are members from our church who died in the service. And he said, the early service or the second service? <laughs> Got you. Turn, <laughs> turn with me to Mark chapter 5 this morning. Uh, man. Yeah, so this, just a little context. Uh, the very beginning of this year, we launched at our church, Hope City, um, a recovery ministry, and it's some wonderful curriculum that our leadership team wrote, and I'm so proud of them. Uh, I was out of that because I would have messed it up, and uh, they brought it to us, and it's, it was fantastic, and we met one day, and I had to make another meeting. You remember that? I had to make another meeting, so I had to leave the meeting that they were uh, working all the kinks out in, and <clears throat> I was on FaceTime, fantastic little toy that we have in our hand, supercomputer. By the way, more computer computing power in that handheld device in your hand than put somebody on the moon in NASA in the 60s. Amazing. Nerds unite. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so I was on FaceTime in my car, and we were talking about just uh, how we could best meet people where they are with their needs in this recovery and addiction program. And, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, he said, you know, there's, there's a distinct difference between reacting to something and responding to something. And I thought, no, I mean, that didn't sound like a big deal to me, but I started thinking about it. And, and it, there is a really profound difference if you, if you uh, have the right perspective. Does that make sense to you? You have the right perspective. Let's define these words, okay? Where are my dictionary people? I like to learn what words mean. The word react is defined as to act reciprocally upon each other as two things or to act in opposition as against some force. And it's interesting to me that we, we term this word react with something like something that's emotional, like a knee-jerk reaction. Anybody ever had those before, a knee-jerk reaction? When... And so I associate that, a reaction almost, most of the time for me is driven by fear. Surprise that leads to fear, that leads to uncertainty. And so I have a knee-jerk reaction, react, ah! But the word respond means to reply or answer in words. to make a return by some action of, as if in answer, to react favorably. And so there is a distinct difference. And in life, we can react or we can respond. This morning, I want, you to, I want to challenge you to respond. Because I believe that there are times in our lives, in our lives where a reaction only digs the hole deeper. But if we wait a moment and we craft a response, it's so much better. 
it's so much stronger. It leads us to a better place. I got a one-point sermon today. Are you ready? You're taking notes, mental notes, paper notes, whatever. I want you to just remember this simple, this simple thought that God looks for a response, but the enemy looks for a reaction. And so that's where, that's where we're, we're headed here today. And, and you can probably see it in your life, looking back. Have I reacted? Have I responded? What does the stock market do? It reacts a lot to the political atmosphere, to international relations, to business. Let's read Mark chapter 5. Verse 24 says, when Jesus went with him and a great multitude, excuse me, so Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him, right? There were people all around Jesus. Number one, because they had heard who he was and what he could do. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. That story immediately took a dark turn to me. Because this woman's already suffering, right, with, with, with ailment, an ailment in her body for years, more than a decade. And the Bible mentions that she still suffered more at the hands of people. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. And I'm, I'm suspecting, I may be reading this in, into this thought here, but I'm suspecting that her emotions were getting the best of her at this point. Anybody ever heard of 2020? Global pandemic. Winter storm like we've never seen to begin this year. Our emotions are powerful. And that's why it's important that we respond and not react. All right? When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes. That's desperation. If only I can get close enough to touch his clothes. I know something. I, I shall be made well. And immediately, immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Wow. So she had spent all of her money. She would suffered at the hands of Many doctors, people, she had not gotten any better, only worse. But then, then she heard about Jesus. And I believe that we're reading a response of faith. We're reading about a woman who responded. For years, she had reacted. Got to get to the doctor. What am I going to do now? Can you imagine her life? Can you imagine the things people said about her just because she suffered with an ailment? Early this year, the first week of the, of the year, <clears throat> January 2021, we went down to uh, be with Pastor Bert and Becky in, in Kerrville and uh, spend a few days. We like to get away at the beginning of the year just to spend a couple of days praying, writing some notes, casting some vision to come back and speak to our church. And <clears throat> we went down to this beautiful hill country and we're loving it. It was relaxing. Got to eat some German food in Fredericksburg. Any German food fans? Any fans of food here? Anybody like to eat here? I like to eat. There we go. That's what I, I know you're listening. That's awesome. And, uh, and <clears throat> so it was, we had gone to bed Saturday night, ready for an amazing church service that next Sunday morning with Pastor Bert and Becky. 
And uh, <clears throat> 1.30 in the morning, 1.36 actually, my, uh, my phone rings, and it's a FaceTime call from this amazing young man right here. And I'm not telling this to, to uh, make you feel uncomfortable at all. <laughs> Last time I preached this, you were not in the room. So this is my amazing middle child. He's not a child. He's a monster now. He's a man. Did you guys see how tall he is? He's taller than most people in this room. But Pierce was on the other end of the phone FaceTiming me, and he said these terrible words. How do I turn off the water? And at that moment, I shook the sleep out of my eyes, and I realized something's wrong here. Okay? We have a a wonderful family, uh, an 18-year-old beautiful daughter here, and a 15-year-old, 15.75 years, and then an amazing 10-year-old Max in the the back with the kids. And, uh, And so we went out of town for a couple days. What harm could there be? Right? I mean, come on. There's almost two adults in the house. You with me? But then, how do I turn off the water? So as dad, I say, number one, it's 1.36 in the morning. Number two, why do you need to turn off the water? Dad, the toilet's overflowing. I said, okay, okay, we can do this. We can handle this. I said, See that valve down on the, on the bottom underneath the toilet on the wall? <laughs> You're going to laugh at this. I said, turn that. He said, it's kind of sticky. And I said, be careful, don't break it. And boom. <laughs> right? And then we call our neighbors across the street. And I said, you know, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Mike. Could you, by chance, run over to my house at 2 a.m. and sh- shut the water off for me? <clears throat> Long story short, we got the water off. The water had done a little bit of its work in our house. Uh, but you know what? We made it through. And what's even funnier is on the way down in that trip, I forgot to mention this, we we're in Jen's car driving down and a, and a huge rock flips up and chips our windshield. And what did I do? React. And I got a phone call and I react. I said, oh, oh, is it going to be that kind of weekend when that rock came up and hit the wind? So it's going to be that kind of weekend, is it? It's going to be out. So I reacted. And I, and I, I don't remember if I said anything bad. I don't think I did. But I felt like it. And I don't know if anybody's with me there. Maybe that's too vulnerable as a pastor. But the thought went through my head that I was tremendously frustrated at that moment. And then the, the weekend keeps going on. And so we had a choice. And we were sitting up in our hotel room at 3.30 in the morning, almost 4. And we had a choice. Do we continue this reaction or do we respond? And I hope this is helping you this morning. <clears throat> and I believe that, that the Lord helped us because we, we sat there for a second. And I said, well, I, can't, I don't want to drive home five hours at 3.30 in the morning. I don't want to do that. I will do that, but I don't want to. And we looked at each other and we thought, you know what, let's just go to bed. Nothing we can do matters now. There's water all over the place. It doesn't matter, right? It's not his fault. Don't look at him. Stuff breaks. No big deal. By the way, relationships are more important than stuff. Just so you know. Just so you know. And, uh, <clears throat> and we had a choice at that moment. Do we continue this reaction or do we respond? And we, we sat up and we said, you know what, we're going to sit up in the morning. And we're going to church. 
I said, I'm frustrated, I'm hurt, my heart was pounding. But we're going to sit up in the morning and go to church because God's got something for us. And we're not going to let this continue derailing us off course. And wouldn't you know, we had an amazing weekend. We got back, everything was under, fixed under control. You know what? In fact, we were going to do a remodel, a little bit of a remodel in that bathroom, and this just accelerated it. And she said, the enemy's got to pay for it. So come on. And he has been, actually, miraculously. See, because fear causes us to go off the rails, whether it's our finances, our relationships, driving on 75 in the morning, Right? Is it fear or is it faith? Is it a reaction or is it a response? Genesis chapter 3, we see Adam and Eve speaking with the serpent, or Eve. Let me read this to you. This is interesting. Genesis chapter 3. Let's look in verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave it to her husband with her, and he ate. It's interesting, that word, that Hebrew word saw there means that she advised herself. She advised herself that this was good. You feel going off rails, off the rails a little bit? Let me tell you, there's a better advisor than yourself. The Holy Spirit, listen to the Lord. Because He's going to help you respond versus react. He's going to help you get that under control. Some of us in here might have issues with anger, depression, addiction. Listening to the Holy Spirit changes those things. Listen, it's our job to respond and thank God for what we want to see. Thank God, because he will make it happen. Right? Some of us in here, we may, we may thank God for the things that we've seen, but are we thanking him for the things we want to see? Are we believing in faith? Are we responding to the situation in faith and saying, you know what, that's what's going to be. That's what my promise is, and that's mine. Jesus was going to another miracle. You realize that, right? He was walking to perform another miracle when this woman's faith stopped him in his tracks. The Bible goes on to say that he said, who touched me? Everybody? Who didn't touch you? That's the easier question to ask, Lord. Who didn't touch you? See, fear causes reaction. Faith is a response. I want to help you today. I want to help you, I want to help you be a calculate, make a calculated response in your life. Make a calculate. Take a second. Next time you have a chance to react, next time you have, you have a chance to, uh, when somebody wants to run you off the road on the highway, when, you're, when, you're, when your company downsizes and they're talking about losing jobs, when the stock market goes down and you see a little bit of your, your Bitcoin and all that thing, you know, crypto, you're losing, whatever, take a step back, hit the pause button and say, Deep breath, deep breath, deep breath. What's my response, Lord? What's my response? I've spent a lifetime reacting. 
I spent a lifetime reacting. She tries to keep me under control. I'm doing better. I'm doing better. See, fear's a trap. It truly is. It's a trap. I'm going to read one more verse to you in a second. So on, that, on the way back from that trip, when, when we decided that, you know, we're going to stay and make it, make it a great weekend, and, and, uh, <clears throat> and uh, we're going to listen to the Lord, and He really spoke to us, and we came back, you know, revitalized and refreshed and excited, and we were, we, our, our map took us back through, uh, and actually through some snow, that was the first snow down in that, um, our map took us out of the way, the not the normal way, you know, which I love. I love going through those country roads and seeing those little towns. And we pulled up in the middle of this tiny little town. I don't even remember which, which town it was. Uh, but we pulled up to the stoplight, right, the light in the town. And I noticed this big electrical box right over here, this big silver electrical box that kind of runs this, the, the lights and the things in the square there in the town. And there, and there was this this tattered, ugly brown piece of cardboard that was duct taped with black duct tape to this electrical box. And it caught my eye for a second, right? Because I've noticed things that are kind of out of the ordinary. And I looked at that and it said, Matthew, it said M-A-T-T 626. And I said, oh, I know what you're doing, Lord. I know what you're doing. You're trying to help me, aren't you? I need a second to be frustrated, right? I was up and down wavering. And so I looked up that in my, in my phone real quick, and it said this. This is a familiar scripture. I hope this helps some of you with your response this morning. It says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his statue, stature? And I, and I sat back. This scripture goes on to, to basically just encourage you that worrying shouldn't be a lifestyle. Worrying should not be your lifestyle. Right? That is what fear does. It compounds, it snowballs. When one thing happens, another thing happens right after, and then a third thing. And then you go to work and you're bound up with fear and anxiety. And you continue to react. And before you know it, you're reacting to your loved ones. Husbands. Think about your wives, wives, your husbands, your loved ones. Students, think about your teachers. Teachers, think about your students. What's the relationship built on? Built on reactions? Or a calculated, purposeful response? Parents, kids, listen, I want you to listen. I want you as the people of God, you as the church, to break that cycle. We can make 2021 a great year with our responses. 
We're going to do that. Right? Every four years, we get this hot political climate. Everybody's reacting to one another. You, anybody on Facebook, Instagram. Right? People get riled up. Every morning on the road, we get fanatical. Every Christmas holiday season, somebody's frustrated at some family member. And we see this reaction, reaction, reaction. Every yearly review, maybe you hear something that hurts a little bit, where somebody thinks you can be better in this area. Every relationship that is strained or doesn't work out, are you going to continue reacting or are you going to respond? Respond. Respond. See, reactions are influenced by circumstance. Responding is influenced by identity. Because a response shows who you are coming out. Right? I'm going to respond. We as the people of God, we're going to respond this year. Because who we are is going to come out over the circumstance. Over the circumstance. I'm going to read this. Matthew 6.35, real quick, at the end of this. Uh, Nope. Is that right? No. But first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, right? His way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, this is amplified, and all these things will be given to you also. Responding in faith changes what's what's, what's happening. Changes the environment. Changes your life. So how do we seek the kingdom of God? You ever asked yourself that before? How do we seek the kingdom of God? What is that? I mean, does that make sense to you? Sometimes it does. Some days I have a good day. Some days I'm like, what? What does this even mean? What do I do? Well, it's a state that you live in. It's your lifestyle. It's the, it's the life that God wants you to have on this earth. The best life that you can live. It's the life that the world can't provide. Does that make sense? Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It's not all these things do and don't, these rules. But it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. I need that. I want that. You need that. Righteousness, you have that. Peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's your best life. And 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God does not consist in words, but in power. Right? Us seeing God showing up in our lives. Folks, it's going to continue to happen. We live from faith to faith. Initial faith for salvation into a lifestyle of faith. We're people of faith. We're people that say things, we speak them into existence by what we say, what we believe. And I'll close with this. I'm early. You're welcome. When we left that church uh, Sunday night, Pastor Bert, or maybe Sunday morning, Pastor Bert mentioned this scripture, and it was John 14, 30. And, and, and this is so powerful and so valued to us because it says, oh man, this is, this is your response. All right? This is your response. I will not speak much more with you, for the ruler of the world is coming, and he has 
nothing in me. He has nothing in me. He has nothing in me. He doesn't call the shots. He's not driving me around, making the turns for me. I can choose to react and go off course. But I want you to be the people of God that say, the enemy, the ruler of this world has nothing in me. And when you say things like that, your identity bubbles up. And you say, hey, wait a second. I'm a son of the Most High God. This little plumbing accident is not going to derail me. It may have taken a little bit of my finances for a moment, but I, I'm in, in covenant with the creator of the universe. It's coming back. I trust we are covenant givers. And if you're not in here this morning, I would encourage you to be a covenant giver. I think most of you in here support this house, and that's amazing. And, and it's bigger than just this house. It's a covenant. It's a lifestyle. I love that. That, that getting back the simplicity of giving don't make it don't make it complicated yeah but God's not, not that complicated our relationship with him is not that complicated we no longer have to slaughter animals in, in this place and cover our sins we no longer have to do a bunch of things he simply just wants us that was beautiful say that with me this morning say he has nothing in me. Say it again. He has nothing in me. Folks, this is going to change you. This is going to change you. Let's be people, the church, rise up and be people that respond and stop reacting. Respond in faith. Respond with words. Respond with purpose. I want to pray for you this morning as we close. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you that you've equipped us. You've given us the tools to rise up as people of faith and say, the enemy, say, he has nothing in me. You've given us the power. You've given us the identity. You've recreated us from the ground up, from the inside out. And Lord, we thank you. I just speak strength over this room. Anybody watching online this morning, I speak strength over them. Lord, those that need to be refreshed, that they would walk out of this place right now taking a deep breath. If that's you this morning, just take a deep breath. Be refreshed. Be revived. Be strengthened. Be purposeful. Be a son or daughter of the Most High who responds. Walk out of this place today different. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, for your grace. For those life-changing, those beautiful life-changing 
ideas that have, have drawn us all up out of where we were. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. If I could just take one second. I, I, I really feel like the Lord told me that there's somebody in here <clears throat> where you, and you feel like you're, you feel like you're falling out of control. You feel like you're, I just saw an image of somebody jumping out of a plane and they feel like they don't have a parachute on and, you know, the acceleration is just, it's, it's, uh, it can create a lot of fear. And, and, and this morning, if that's you this morning, you feel like you're kind of out of control wherever you are in life right now. Uh, uh, I want you to know that the chute opens. The chute opens. God is opening the chute for you. Uh, and, and just know that you are going to come down just fine, just fine. That's you this morning. I want you to run with that. I want you to shift your perspective. I want you to walk out of this place knowing that everything's going to be okay. God's got you. When he calls you son or daughter, he's going to take care of you. So, Lord, I thank you that you strengthen uh, that person or those people that, that needed to hear that from you, God, I thank you that you're so faithful that you speak to us when we need to hear. You're always speaking. Always speaking. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this beautiful church, Lord. The people that's building up. The community that it's influencing and affecting and, and helping. These amazing volunteers spread all over this campus, Lord. I thank you that, <clears throat> that you're speaking to them even now, today. Refresh, revive, reinvigorated. And Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for that sacrifice that he made. He willingly gave himself up, the Bible says, to change history. As we often say, when man had, for thousands of years, tried to work his way up, climb the ladder to you, God, and it always ended in failure. But you are so good, you sent your son. The Bible says your only begotten son that would become the firstborn among many brethren to this earth to live and offer himself as a sacrifice. I thank you, Lord, for that. This morning, we're thankful, Father. We just thank you for your goodness. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for relationships being restored in this place. Relationships being restored in this place. Thank you for healings taking place in this house and in the homes of the people represented here. Healings taking place. Thank you for doors of opportunity this week as we walk back into this world, into our jobs, into Quick Trip, into Racetrack. And we could be the people, we could be the people that draw out interest because we have hope. Father, we thank you 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.